When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It's Danza, but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Time to start ENN tonight, which is on Ray Row. Right, which is brought to you by the Professional Fighters League. We're also going to jump right into some diamond notes brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop at London Jewelers. All right? All right. I'd like to start off tonight, if I can, by saying good evening to Dom. I'm stupid. And to myself. Oh, wow. And to our caller earlier. Mike Stanton would go. I'm sorry, uh, Giovanni Stanton. Poor guy. Oh, stop jumping on me. He's trying to make a point. What did the next caller say? Stop jumping on me? Oh, stop jumping on me. Yeah, I think he had a dog issue as well. Um, Let's hear the... Stop! Stop! My God! Can we uh, can we hear the Giovanni Stanton again? Mike Stanton would go. I'm sorry, uh, Giovanni Stanton. Yeah, the fact that he corrected it to the wrong name is beautiful. I love it because he wanted to be respectful. Right. He didn't want to say to, Mike. He Stanton. wanted to get it right, and in an effort get it right. to get it right, he got it wrong. Oh boy, Aaron Judge. After the big homer last night on his relationship with the fans. I've been here for six years now. You know, came through the system. We got a deep connection, you know, some good highs, some, you know, definite lows. But I know I'll definitely enjoy our time here. If it ends this year or if it, ends, if it doesn't, you know, I'll soak up every memory just like tonight. I love it. I love it. I, I it's think... a good old-fashioned Jewish guilt trip being laid down by Aaron Judge. Now, it's obviously strategic, and here's how I know it's strategic. Because I think most athletes in his position would say, I'm not talking about the contract. We're not, I'm not negotiating with the Yankees. When I got something to tell you, I'll tell you, I'm not answering any questions about the contract. He, to my knowledge, he has not said that. He has answered every question when it's been brought up. He doesn't have to do that, Peter. He doesn't. And I don't think anybody would fault him if he just shut that conversation down. The fact that he hasn't shut it down means he's sending a message. Oh, he's sending it all right. He's sending it more and more, it seems, too, as the days go on. Now are the Yankees blinking? We'll see. So, staying with the Yankees for a moment, we know they got Andrew Benatendi which essentially signaled the end or what will be the end for Joey Gallo. And listen to these quotes from Gallo to the Athletics' Lindsey Adler. Every time I see a Yankee hat, 
every time I, I see a Yankees jersey, something I'm going to have to understand, Gallo said. I didn't play well as a Yankee. I wish I had. I feel bad. It's something I'm going to have to really live with for the rest of my life. It's going to be tough. I didn't play well. I didn't live up to expectations. And that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, you can. I know Yankee fans won't because they're offended by his play. But you do feel bad for him. Well, it, it's it. No one, no one believes it's lack of trying. Yeah, but I, he's become public enemy number one, and that's really I I I get it on social media constantly about like defending Gallo and saying he's not hurting the team. First of all, that rant was a couple of weeks ago. Things have certainly changed over the last couple of weeks. He's gotten worse. The Yankees have started losing. I'll still stand by my statement during the rant when they were by far the best team in baseball. He was not hurting them. I hate now, you. Now, clearly, with the Yankees slumping, he he's not helping them. That's for sure. But he's not in the lineup tonight. Uh, he wasn't. In, he's not facing lefties anymore. He's he's not a consistent presence. Ben Intendi's now your everyday left fielder, and I believe that once Stanton comes off the IL, which is going to be in what another nine days, if everything goes well, we'll be in August. We'll be past the trading deadline. Gallo will no longer be an issue. He will either be released or I don't know what they'll do. They were trying to play him whenever they could, Peter, hoping that maybe he'd run into a couple of hits and maybe get something for him. But once Stanton comes off the IL, where where, where is he going to play? Ben Benintendi's going to be your everyday left fielder. Stanton can play the outfield when Judge is the DH and vice versa. Hicks is going to be in there. What, he might just be a left-handed pinch hitter late in the game maybe? until eventually they just cut him loose, or maybe there'll be somebody out there will give you a bag of balls for him. Once the Benintendi deal was made, Peter, it, it was he's only in the lineup when he is because Stan's hurt. He's done. It's over. I just feel bad for him now. No, I, I feel bad for him. I hope you people are too. happy. I hope you people are happy. He heard your phone calls. And, and do you know who is hoping and praying that Gallo stays? Uh, Josh Donaldson. That's right. <laughs> Josh Donaldson's like, because once Gallo's gone, why do I have a feeling he'll be replaced immediately? Not in the field, but in the crosshairs of Yankee fans, if this slump continues. And the one thing I will take a little bit of exception to something Michael said when I was in transit yesterday, Peter, mm-hmm. he is an excellent defender, but he's made some some errors. He made an error in game one of the series against the Mets. Remember, he couldn't finish that double play against the Red Sox on that Saturday that would have ended the game. So he is an outstanding defender. But even during this slump, he has made some errors that have cost them games. So it has not been a good month or so for Josh Donaldson. And he will become public enemy number one once Gallo's gone. Vin had an interesting tweet to us following up on the the dangers of the ice celebration that a caller warned us about earlier. He says, I saw a video of Garrett Cole eating fruit in the dugout. God forbid he ate a banana peel and dropped the peel when Judge was rounding the bases. We could lose him for the season. Yeah, I've already. I'm not going to apologize again. Dear oh, God. Man. Maybe we should ban fruit from the stadium. It's a joke. Um, moment from the captain last night. Um, mm-hmm. Mets fans warning, trigger warning, this may offend you. Okay. For us, there wasn't a hatred of the Mets. They were just how we looked at it. it was. Just the Mets. Well, 
I could see a Met fan being offended by that. But how else should the Yankees view the Mets? Especially, you know, going into that World Series. You've just won, you know, two straight World Series. Uh, the Mets have been, uh, were a team that was making uh, the playoffs for the second year in a row for, I believe, the first time in franchise history in back-to-back years and as a wild card. How exactly should the Yankees have treated the Mets? Although it's like, funny. Like the Red Sox, like the Orioles at that time? I mean, really, honestly, what, what, what was Derek supposed to say? Well, but the funny thing is Jeter says that. <laughs> Meanwhile, they spent so much time talking about Eric Chavez and how offended all of the Yankees were by what Chavez said when all he really said was the Yankees have already won a bunch. It's time for someone else to win. I'm just saying, like, that that was supposedly such a rallying cry because it was so offensive, saying we just, all these years later, just well, say, yeah, we just thought they were the Mets. Well, That's much more inflammatory, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's also t- 20 years after the fact. It wasn't Correct. like Derek said it going into the World Series. No. I, I mean, it, he's it, entitled to, he's he's reflecting back, and reflecting back was, the, was that this was a no-win situation for the Yankees in 2000. If you lost the World Series to the Mets, forget it. It was, what, what's the matter with you? You lost to the Mets, really? The other team in town, the little brother? And if you won, it was, okay, you're supposed to win. It was – it was. Joe Torre talks about it. And I don't know if Derek brings it up in the documentary. I hadn't gotten to that point yet. But it was probably the least celebrated championship of the three that they had in a row because it was more of a sigh of relief. Like, oh, speaking of – We can lose to them. We can lose to the Braves. We can lose to anybody else. Just don't lose to them. Speaking of said Mets – Here's uh, Buck Showalter asked about DeGrom's next start. Good for Tuesday with DeGrom. We'll see how things go between now and then. Uh, we haven't committed to any of that yet, but he's on schedule. We'll make a start next week sometime. And his update on McGill. Slow, but on schedule. I don't think you'll see him necessarily starting again. I think the, the plan is to try to get him physically ready to do some things out of the bullpen. Well, if you put to, if you put those two quotes together, that's good news for DeGrom, right? Because it's like we're not even having McGill a thought to start because now I'm thinking maybe because you're not going to have to worry about needing any extra starters because DeGrom's coming back. Am I wrong to put those two quotes together as one? I mean, he's not giving you nothing on DeGrom, and that's just typical buck. I get it. But this fuels the flames of what's going on, why are we still waiting, I'll, I'll I'll believe it when I see Degrom start, but he's with the team. I I think he's going to make his next start with the big club. Just Bucks, just trying to cover his butt. But the fact that McGill, they have no no plans to start him. I I, I know they have five guys right now, even without Degrom. But to say that he's basically exclusive bullpen maybe means because hey, we're going to have an extra arm because Degrom's coming back. I mean that's just now, wishful thinking. I don't know. No, no, I I hear it. Uh, Chris tweeted. And said, Rosenberg Radio, offended? LOL, okay, dude. It woke them up. It didn't offend them, he said. Okay. You're absolutely right. My point is I don't even have a problem with it. I'm just saying sometimes, Don, it's sort of like uh, what we learned about Jordan in the Jordan doc, in the last dance. These guys who, like, seek motivation in that way, I just find the words they, like, jump on to be funny. It's not like I think it's wrong. Whatever you need to do. Whatever, whatever gets you in the zone to win, I'm not mad at. I just found it amusing last night because I'd always heard about the Chavez thing, and I, I didn't. I guess I didn't remember what the exact quote was. 
And when they showed the actual moment, I was like, that was it? That was the... Now, listen, it's genius that they were able to turn that into a rallying cry to come back and win three straight and win a series. But, Don, you know what I'm saying? Like, athletes are crazy. The things that they're able to grab onto, it's like they have to trick themselves, but they're making it up. It just feels like... Derek watched a lot of The Last Dance. All right, I, I don't, I don't remember it at the time. I guess you just try to find any motivation. But the one thing about the Yankees, and even Jordan, like, what do you need to do that for? You got a chance to win, th- you know, three straight World Series. You you want to beat the A's? I I would think facing elimination in Game Five. What more motivation do you need? Like, so I do think a lot of that is just the gobbledygook of, you know, painting the picture after you won about like just creating a story like uh oh you know what really helped us win that super bowl was when that paraplegic uh marine from afghanistan talked to us and boy was he inspirational do you realize that that same guy could talk has talked at every super bowl to every team and half of them lost but we only remember the ones that won right the you know little billy from the hospital bed uh you know, sent a telegram saying, win for me. You don't find out about those stories when you lose. Every If everybody's motivating themselves, Peter, I'm sure some, the Yankees said something that ticked off the A's, but the A's lost in game five, so we never found out about it. It's all just a way to tell a story. And I'm, I'm, I'm fine, but Jordan started it, and now that's going to be the big thing now. Every America's team is always uh, 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 the um, – the documentary on uh, NFL Network, America's Game. You know, uh, the the team that wins are always going to have some story of how they were disrespected and motivated. Just every time, it gets it, it gets tiresome after a while. Um, okay, let's move on from baseball for a second. Um, not as important, but I'll let you know what. But before I do that, let me close out Diamond Notes. Do it. Um, that's Diamond Notes, brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop at London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of their six area locations. This isn't that important, Don, but um, mm. Richard Petty tweeted a sandwich from during the pandemic. It was a throwback to a sandwich that he enjoys that he made over the pandemic. I want to throw it at you. It is uh, it's just bread separated, like at least in the picture, the two pieces of bread are separated, slathered with mayo, mm. and then covered in black pepper. That's it. Why? Exactly. I'm not a mayo guy. However, I can't have tuna without it. How weird is that? No, it's not weird. If you tell me, Don, the only setting that you want mayo is tuna, I think I think you are absolutely allowed to say, I'm not a, I'm not a mayo guy but I enjoy tuna salad. Like, it, I I enjoy mayo, period. Like, I okay. enjoy, I, I put, I want mayo on my, like, listen, if I'm, if I'm minding my calories, I'll just put mustard on a sandwich and getting a delicious sandwich. I want mustard and mayo on the sandwich. Um, I'll have mayo, I'll have, like, spicy sriracha mayo with, mm. like, sushi. Or whatever. That's good. I, I like the, that, that. That's not bad. I, I, I mean, so you're not like but, you're not like Michael scared of mayo or anything. It's just not your thing. But you could have invented mayo. You're not eating that Richard Petty sandwich. Never, never. In fact, that sandwich right there that he made, I'm a little upset because it's the it's the 
it's the source of a lot of stereotypes about white people that are everywhere. But I'm not a Mayo guy. I, I find that a lot of people who are not white believe that white people just sit around eating mayonnaise all day, okay? Not me. And I don't, I don't know if it's because of the color of mayonnaise and it resembles us or not, but I just want to say Richard Petty does not speak for the rest of us. A mayo sandwich is repugnant. That, it, you know what? That should have been the bet for Michael. It shouldn't have been a Whopper. It shouldn't have been a delicious Whopper. It should have been a mayo and pepper. You know what, Andrew? Write this down. This could be good. For this you gotta year's, make him eat the Whopper. For this year's bet, it could be Michael eats a mayo and pepper, a Richard Petty. Yeah, and it also doesn't help the stereotype of mayo and white people that Richard Petty could be our leader, <laughs> the leader of whites. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's a very. Like, I don't want to speak man. for Black America, but I would think if they needed somebody like what, who, what athlete or what person like represents caucasian world like it would probably be richard petty right nascar oh yeah he's a household name you know i i think people that aren't even into auto racing know richard petty well i gotta tell you something this is disturbing another candidate for leader of the whites uh (laughs) dale earnhardt jr yeah well same apparently yeah but he posted how about this earnhardt who i love he's a commanders fan yeah he posted a sandwich mayonnaise and banana sandwich no 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 yes and anthony said he's heard that's good that one i've at least heard of the mayo and pepper thing is that's i never a heard of mayo that, that doesn't make I, I don't get the combination i I've, the, I've heard of I, i've heard of um banana and peanut butter sandwiches there's exactly one creamy white item that I would spread and make it the centerpiece of a sandwich. <laughs> and and that is fluff. Yeah. I, I'll take fluff, put it on some bread, add some Nutella. You could add mm. some banana if you want, some strawberry. But I, that's a dessert, like a delicious dessert sandwich of fluff and Nutella. Okay, conversation. People out here acting like mayo is something. Hey, what kind of sandwich you want? We got uh, cold cuts. Got tuna salad. You want some just mayo? That's not a thing. That is not a thing. I want everyone to know that. Now, this is a cool story from Greg Wyshynski. How many saw this, Don? The Islanders have purchased $50,000 in Mega Million tickets for the big $1.2 billion drawing tonight at 11. If any of the 25,000 tickets hits the $1.28 billion jackpot, the net winnings will be shared mm. by Islanders full season ticket members, suite holders, staff, and the Islanders Children's Foundation charity. Wow, but how is it going to be divvied though? How are you divvying in that up? Because it's a billion dollars, right? One point two eight billion. So if you if you took the lump sum, I think you're somewhere in what the vicinity of like six hundred million. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Okay. You got to give the overwhelming majority of it to the children's charity. Have to. You uh, you know who you don't want to give it to the sweet holders. Well, I'm saying so. Yeah, you, you you're not divvying it up evenly, okay? Where you know Joe, the season ticket holder, gets the same amount of money as the children's charity. So I, I would think, Peter, that of the six hundred million dollars, 
at least 500 million of it goes to the children's charity. And if you want to divvy up the other 100 million amongst the staff and and then the and then the sweet holders really should get the least amount because they're the ones that are rich to begin with. So then you go from the bottom and then work your way up. Right? So the 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 guys making the least amount of money with the Islanders get the most of the percentage and then the more money you make the less money you get. And the season ticket holders would, I think, get more money than the sweet guys. I think that's a fair way to divvy it up. So how many season ticket holders do you think the Islanders have? I, I would guess somewhere like nine, ten thousand. 10,000. Okay. That's usually kind of the base for hockey season ticket holders. Okay. And then the – so – Go ahead. Give me a number, then, a total number. Oh, you do have a total number. No, no, keep going. I want you to keep going. So that's nine or 10,000. All right. Yeah, nine or 10,000. So what, how many people in the suites? How many suites could they have there? 50? Tops. All right, so that's another fifty. So that's nine. So and and then, or how many employees do you think they have? Just say a hundred. So say that. So just say there's like ninety two hundred employees, season ticket holders, and suite. So how do you divvy up that hundred million dollars amongst them? All right, real quick. Six, one, two, three, one, two, three, six hundred. A million. Okay, I got it. Six hundred million divided by. So, what's the number you came up with on total? Ninety-two hundred. On top of the season, ninety-two hundred total, including season tickets and suites. Yeah, because I figure you probably have. A, well, All right, we'll just do ten thousand. All right, let's just round that up. But I, but I'm already saying that I, I to me, of the six hundred lump, five hundred of it's got to go to the children's charity. They should really well, only be divvying up the hundred million. Well, if, if at, did, the, at the most. Well, if they did the whole six hundred million, Don. Okay. They'd be getting sixty thousand to each of these people. Okay. But no. You just divided. These, you just divided six hundred yeah. million by ten thousand. Yeah. That would be sixty million. No, math is bad. No, but yeah, well, I was right. I was right. Go ahead and take the L. I think I was right on this. We are not bright, by the way, though. I just want to be clear about that. You so are I'm assuming right. that right, if it's Peter. just the hundred million that I'm Thank saying, you. that it would just be ten thousand a person. Yeah, no. Once you take out that, you know, the five hundred million, yeah, it would. It would go I, I, I think you take that, right? If you're a season ticket holder, so get a check from the Islanders for ten thousand dollars. I, I think, I think you'd be happy with that. I, I think anyone would accept a check for ten thousand dollars, full stop, in any setting. No, but but uh, but you know how people would get. Like, really. They just won $600 million, and they're only giving me 10000 I've been an uh, Islander fan since 1972. All right. Uh, we have some uh, some football to get to. You don't know. And also, also by the way, by request, Nancy's now home with the kids from the, um, from the movie. Okay. I'm going to get the reason why the eighth grade graduation party ah. is at the end of July. People are dying now. It's become Thank you. a thing. All right. What is it a party? Is it a party or graduation? It's a party. It's not. You said graduation. Well, graduation party. Andrew, sorry, that changes it, everything. That changes it? everything. Yeah. I mean, you've, you literally. I don't oh. want to say you ruined the last four hours, but essentially, you're, we're living a lie. Because a graduation party, yes, yeah, schedule Oh, I thought wise, it was clearly a okay. party. No, well, because you used the word graduation, we went with oh, graduation. Oh, so now you don't care. Now now everybody's on board with me. Yep, totally on board with not, don't care. 
<laughs> it's a party. Doesn't matter. I'm sorry. I didn't. I. I. I, we, I we, Don, we're picturing them opening up the school in late July. That was the part that we're picturing. Wow. There's a lot to unpack. I'm here. sorry. More, I apologize. More Ian and next. Brought to you by the Professional Fighters League. Back on Friday, August fifth. Watch MMA's League live from the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Buy tickets now, pflmma.com. More ENN next, right here on Yes 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Peter and Don on the K Show on Yes and 98.7 ESPN. I am coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, home of WWE SummerSlam tomorrow night. Very excited about it. Um, If you want to hear my uh, preview episode of the Cheap Heat podcast we did a couple days ago, you can find that wherever you find podcasts. Just look for the Ringer Wrestling Show. Um, Now, Don, I said I had a couple of football notes, and I want to get to those, but also... There is a word going around Bing bong. that the Knicks deal for Donovan Mitchell, or whatever you want to call that, the rumored deal, has right. reportedly stalled. Talks have stalled. Shocking. What happened? I didn't sense it was going to happen. So you I never still did. Don't sense. This is not, news to me. I mean, no, I felt I felt like the momentum that there was it, it had picked up steam. I just have gotten to a point with this team where it's hard for me to picture the the big splash happening, even though I don't consider it the biggest splash. I bet it's going to stink for Nick fans. The splash. I mean, listen, Brunson was a nice move. They're, they should be a better team, but. This Donovan Mitchell thing, like it was going to happen, and now it doesn't happen. I can see the Nick fans being in a way about it. No? Oh, no, absolutely. I'm trying to think of a deal that the Knicks could possibly put together to get Kevin Durant. That's the real move. Let's be real. That's the move. What could they do? Um, Keep Barrett? Keeping Barrett would get tough. Because, remember, the Utah didn't want to have to pay him. I don't think the Nets would have an issue with that. So I would think, because it wasn't that Utah didn't want Barrett you know, as a player. They just didn't want to have to pay him. They wanted a little bit more flexibility financially with the picks and the, and the players that the Knicks would have offered. But I would think it would take, it would take Barrett. All the and and everything that you're offering for Mitchell. Would that be enough? Like everything you're offering for Mitchell, the four prospects, the four first round picks, and Barrett. Would that be enough to get Kevin Durant? Probably not. No. Probably not. 
I, I don't know how you don't strip your team bare. But the thing is, you don't want to strip it bare. Right, but but for an aging, right. you can't be sure of everything, Kevin Durant. So then, so it, then we, all right. So who are the four young players again? What who they'd consider? Who was Toppin? Toppin quickly. quickly. Grimes. Grimes and Burks. Yeah, I think that's it. And then four. Oh, Burks already gone. No, then somebody else. Okay. All right, so those four, and then you'd have to maybe go six first-rounders and Barrett? Those four plus the the draft picks, I don't think you can give up Barrett then. So Barrett's out. You give up those four plus picks. I still don't think it's enough. I mean, I don't know what it does for the Nets. When you look at that team, then, with the Nets, what do you have? You know, after and, that deal. so And him wanting out, because that's always the fear, right? Like, like you're even worried about it in Boston. Like, am I going to give up, like, the heart and soul of my team for a guy that in two years might be like, I want to get out of here? Would Could that happen with the Knicks? Like, part of me says no, because the Knicks would be a big-time team. Winning in New York would be so sexy more so than winning in Brooklyn, no offense, but slaying that dragon, or would it be because of how much attention, way more attention on him as a Nick than a net, would, should the Knicks be worried that in, like in a year he'll be like, get me out of here. I don't want to be here. Um, look. Quan Alexander, Robert Sala confirmed it um, on Friday after training camp. Um. And here's Robert Sala. Where will Quan Alexander play? Obviously, he wasn't here for OTAs. We're going to work him out the next two days, today and tomorrow, and just see where he's at so we can set his schedule for him next week. But no expectations except to do what he always does, which is bring a lot of juice, a lot of energy. He plays his absolute tail off, and we'll let day by day go, and we'll see where it ends up. Hmm. Nice little piece there. Now, Don, I may have stumbled into a segment for this show. Okay. I'd have to get it approved and ask the person. But yesterday I was texting with our friend and friend of the show and maybe the single biggest New York Jets fan there is, Q-Tip of A Tribe Called Quest. And I said, how are you feeling about your Jets? And Q-Tip's a two-minute voice note. Okay. With his feelings. And I think that we have stumbled on a segment for the show. I like it. It's I, I I played Andrew a little snippet of it to get his thoughts. Andrew, how would you describe the audio from Q-Tip? It was really deep. Like that oh, was, he's a thinker. I yeah. mean, there's no question. It, like it was almost spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> he, takes, he takes you. It's there's it's like he's he's in the studio. It sounds like and like he's playing some sound in the background. So it almost sounds like meditation music playing. We're gonna have to play it. Should we do it today? I'll text him and see if he's comfortable with that. Yeah, just make sure. Um, I don't don't want to get him upset about it, but if he'd be willing to. No, no. I'm going to text him right now. Hold on. Yeah, text him right now. This is very good stuff. I would love to see us have him because, like you said, he's he's not one of these celebrity Jet fans that don't know the team. He loves the team and knows the team. He'd be a good spot. Oh, yeah. I I think (laughs) we we should have – I told him we're definitely going to have him in August. He's down. I told I said you got to come on with me and Don in August to break down the Jets. 
Have him come out to camp on the second. I was about to say we should bring him to camp with us. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I, I, we're going to have a lot of different guests, and, and that's also the baseball trade deadline day. But, you know, it's a four-hour show. I, I, I'm sure the people that are going to be there and the Jets would not have a problem with him. Well, not only that, Tip's such there. a fan that when we're busy doing other stuff, he'd probably just nerd out sitting there watching them practice. Oh, that'd be awesome. Never met the man. Um, I right. texted with him back and forth quite a bit, but I've never met him. He's a fabulous man, Q-Tip. Um, all right, not great news for me. Oh, um, no. Chase Young will at least miss the opener of the season. He tore the ACL on November 14th. So Rivera said Tuesday that he would take the most time of all the commander's players on the pup list. One team source had told ESPN earlier this month that Young would at the earliest. God, Don, you know what that says to me? It says start preparing for mid-October to me. Now you're affected two seasons, right? It's it's really bad timing. If you're going to tear your ACL, you really would like to do it pre-November. I'm guessing you just don't want to do it, but I I um no. Good news, everyone. Do we have the uh, audio over there for the live watch by any chance? Live. Watch. I think I've addressed that about as thoroughly as I'm going to. I chose what's best for me and my family. I'm tired of all this stuff. I mean, it's a situation. I'm surprised at a lot of these guys because they say one thing and then they do another. Now, listen, we've lost some people to live. And when I say lost, I mean, for now, they're still able to play in majors. So I don't know if we lost yeah. them, but the PGA. Yeah, they still live, lost. even though they went to live. Right. So the PGA lost some players to live. Um. <laughs> But listen, who cares about Dustin Johnson? He's a nozzle. But Charles Barkley? We don't want to lose Charles Barkley. Well, good news. Charles Barkley says he's staying with Turner after entertaining interest from Liv. He was actually going to compete? No, no, I I assume talk. I don't know. He said, I wish those guys great success and nothing but the best, but it's my best interest being fair to Turner because Turner and basketball have given me every single thing in my life. It's best for me to move on, and I'm staying with Turner for the rest of my TV career. So we are not losing Charles Barkley. And that will do it for ENN on this Friday evening. Your phone calls to close out, 1-800-919-3776. We'll talk to you next on The K-Show. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.